Welcome to the Wedge Podcast, a podcast for Mariners 20s, 30s. My name's Dallas, and I have the incredible opportunity to be our 20s, 30s pastor. This podcast that you're about to listen to is from one of our 20s, 30s Friday nights, a monthly gathering for people in their 20s and 30s at any life stage. We had a little bit of technical difficulty at our last 20s, 30s night, so you are not going to hear the full night, so we apologize for that, but we are going to give you about 15 minutes of our last night where we had a panel with Chuck McBride and Tammy Brailsford, so enjoy this little bit of a talk, and be sure to check out the follow-up where we interview Tammy on the podcast. Praying, and it will happen. You'll have to, and he's the boss, so... Chuck, you brought something up um, about you were younger leading older people older than you. And Tammy, I don't know if you have any experience in this. Um, And there might be some people out here who are in that same scenario. Like, hey, I'm way younger than the people that I'm leading. What wisdom advice do you have for young leaders having to lead people older and maybe more experienced? So a lot of things. I mean, like I talked, not to oversimplify, but like two ears, one mouth, right? So listen. Um, People don't care what you know until they know that you care. So you have to show your employees that you care for them as a human being first and care for their families or their situation. And you can't do command and control. Like you can't just tell people what to do and boss them around. You have to let it be their idea. you have to, so again, you know, listen more than you talk, be humble. Humility goes a long way. Self-deprecating humor helps a lot too. If you make fun of yourself, <laughs> kind of helps you make some friends. Um, and, you know, I came in as a young, I said, I said, hey, I was like, I had, I had guys and gals on my team. I was like, hey, I was like, y'all, you know, um, you have more experience than I do. You have more years doing in this business. I'm going to learn from you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to clear the hurdles, roadblocks. I'm here to be a servant leader. I'm here to serve you. Like, how can I help you guys, right? And just listen. And if they know that you're not just some arrogant jerk who's telling to boss them around, that goes a long way. But Proverbs, prayer helps. Being humble, I think that's the main stuff. So my definition of leadership is leadership is a relationship between someone who says, follow me, and someone else who says, I will. They either say it literally or figuratively. That's what Jesus did, right? And uh, so the first thing you do is you build a relationship with people. It's not about who's in charge or who's the boss, but you're getting to know them and building a relationship with them and building confidence in them and them in you, and then things will fall into place. I, I was always the youngest, um, you know, I graduated early, and, and so I, it, it can be a challenge. Uh, and if you build relationships, ask lots of questions, and listen hard, then you'll be fine. That's great. It's great, great wisdom. Um, talk to us a little bit about work-life balance. <laughs> like, is that a, does that exist, or is it just work? Like, what does work-life balance look like? And it's tough. It's, I would tell you, um, it's hard and you have to work at it. You have to, I mean, I, each job you come into a new role, right? And you want to prove yourself to that group or organization or your team or whatever. And so you just work, 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 work. And you're like, I'll get a break sometime. Like I'll like get it. I'll take a vacation in six months or something. And you, you know, a year goes by and you didn't take a break. Um, and so you, 
there and you can get on that rat race thing right especially with where we live in california so expensive to live here so just be careful of it uh, you have to set your priorities and your calendar and just block time for fitness health block time for taking a walk get some fresh air mental health break uh, you know i like today i left for the gym at 8:15 and got home at 9:30 cuz i i literally got up did some calls at like 6 left for the gym worked out at the OC Fit boot camp came back i hadn't spent time with my son recently uh, my 7 year old i was like feeling like a bad dad to him and i've just been working 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 traveling for work so i've stayed home the last couple of weeks from work from travel and then my son had a field trip to the long beach aquarium and you did a great job on that place by the way <laughs> because that is an awesome i had never been there and I, so this, my, I put my kids in private school, Calvary Chapel, uh, Costa Mesa School. So they had a field trip. So they said, hey, does any parent want to be a chaperone for the field trip? I'm like, you know what? I never get to hang out with my son. Um, I'm going to take a day off of work on a Friday and go to the Long Beach Aquarium with my son. So that's like an example of work-life balance of take time for your kids. Do, be the chaperone. Go do that and hang out with them. That meant, that meant so much to my son that I spent the day with him and his friends. And then I felt like I got to know his friends, his teachers, that's an example of work-life balance that do that. Do more of that. Don't just work all the time. Take time off. You need it. You're a good dad. That's good. Well, I don't know if I was, yeah. but now I am. So <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a rock star in the house. I'm like the hero guy. Yeah. So, so I'm going to talk to the ladies in the room for just a minute. If that's okay. Men, you can listen as well. But I don't believe for a minute that balance is possible. I think that integration is the target condition. And there are four things that you're going to always be trying to integrate. And one is your job. The other is your partner, your husband, if I'm talking to the ladies. The other is your children, when you have children. And then the other is yourself. And the thing that's always going to take a back seat is yourself because you're gonna constantly be questioning whether you're being enough of a mom. Now maybe dads do this too, but I only can you know, think like a, a mother and a woman uh, right now. Um, so you have to scan those four things all the time. And your kids you're scanning constantly, your marriage or your partnership you're scanning constantly, your job, you're checking in with your boss and your leader regularly to ask the question, am I meeting your needs? Is everything getting done that you need to get done? And, and then your own health. You need to be looking at that all the time and building time in. So, you, you know, you're, at any given time, any one of those is going to be getting less of you than you want. Than you, and, and so you just need to make sure that it isn't always the same thing. Because when one of those things falls off the rails your career is going to shatter. Yeah. I, and so I, keep yeah. them integrated. Those are great. And I, I also feel like, like I have to play nine holes of golf a week. If I don't, if I don't mountain bike... Actually, you don't. No, but <laughs> if I don't mountain bike, golf, or surf like once a week, I lose my mind because I'm so stressed with work that... And then I come home to my kids are running around, right? So I have to get that fresh air. I don't know what you guys do for that, but take time for fresh air, whatever that thing is a run outside, a walk, whatever, but get that fresh air, clear your head. I couldn't go on if I didn't do it once a week. I just would. <laughs> One of the tips that I had when I was in the corporate world was I took my folks that reported to me on walking meetings. 
So we seldom sat in my office. We almost always did a circuit of the campus uh, while we walked. And we can walk and think and dictate into our phone if we need to take some notes. But uh, it made it easy for me to get my 10 or 12,000 steps a day. We got some fresh air. They got some private time with me. We got our work done. Life was good. I think COVID was weird too, right? Like you were working the hospital thing, so you probably had to still be doing your thing at, at the office or there at the hospitals. But like work from home was weird for people, right? Like it very it isolated people from their friends, families, work. They're working from home at their desk all day. Um, I had a gal the other day tell me she has a treadmill in her office at home and she just stands up and walks all day on the treadmill while she's on her computer, which I thought was a good idea because get that walk while you're in your home office. So, so for anybody who might be sitting out there saying, I, I want to be able to leave early. I want to be able to do something like leave early and do something for me. I want to be able to go surf. How do I have that conversation with my boss? Like I'm, I'm a little scared. Like how did, how can, what wisdom can you give to someone who's like, I, I really want to do that. How do I go about that conversation? So Gallup has done a lot of research into well-being, and they, they for more than 50 years, and they say that there's five elements to well-being, and you have to thrive in all five if you're going to do well, and it's purpose and career, social, community, financial, and physical, mm. and that people who, have a, who are thriving in all five are much more engaged at work. Mm-hmm. So... I think that first you pick an organization that you know is committed to well-being as a value, if you can, right? And then you read the research so that you can have a conversation with your leader, your boss, and say, you know, I'm really committed to well-being. I believe I can be much more engaged if I'm thriving in all five areas. What do I need to do to meet your expectations so that I can also fit in an hour to take a walk or get to the gym? Uh, a great database decision like that. You might even influence them to do something different in the company uh, with that information. No, that was a perfect answer. It's really about you and your manager of what do they expect of you, and can you, like she said, meet the expectation while still taking that time. So it's tough if you work an 8 to 5 desk job, right? That's tough. You, if they expect you there 8 to 5, that's probably not going to happen. But if you can work it out and say, hey, I, this isn't an 8 to 5 job. Like, can I do it from 7 to 4? or nine to six or whatever that may be, you can fit it in somehow before or after, or in the middle of the day if you can, but it's about where you work, it's a situational thing. That's great. One final question. What parting wisdom do you have for our group to, to take away? What, is there anything on your mind you're like, hey, I just wanna share this little bit of wisdom? All right, here's one for you. You may one day lose your job. You may one day get fired. And it'll be unrelated to anything that you did. It'll be something completely out of your control, like a global pandemic. So if you identify too strongly or too completely in your job, and less so in your faith, you will be, again, shattered. So my advice to you is keep Jesus first and foremost no matter how hard you're working on your job, because it can be ripped away from you. But he never will be ripped away from you. And I speak from experience, having been down that road myself and having given that life-altering message to hundreds of people over the years. 
Yeah, I echo that. I would say, that actually happened to me. I would say don't make job number one. Don't make it your number one thing in life. It's There's more to life than work, right? Life's too short. Um, we got limited time on earth here. So, um, you know, I lost my job. I was I grew the business 400% in my last company, and I was VP of sales and grew like, Tremendous growth. Took it from 500 million to 2.3 billion a year in sales, and they axed me with 2,000 people. And like she's saying, I had no idea. I was like, Lord, what, what just happened? I was, um, I was speaking on generosity that week at Campus Crusade for Christ National Summit, and speaking on generosity, I felt like it was an attack from the enemy that I got taken out, but the Lord had a greater plan for me. And if work was number one in my life, I would have been devastated. I was still sad. <laughs> I was, it hurt. But the Lord had a much better plan for me, um, a much better job. So don't let it be your everything. Because like she said, you will lose your job. You will change jobs. In fact, millennials change jobs every two years on average, right? Um, if I could leave with some parting wisdom, like there's one thing we notice in business is that this is more just parting business wisdom, but like millennials and I forget the next Gen Z or Y, whatever it is, Z. There's a little bit too much of like the look down at your phone and not make good eye contact with people. So be able to communicate eye contact. Don't just be on like texting all day and Facebook and whatever, Instagram or whatever, Snapchat. But like, so get off your device, focus on people, have those face-to-face conversations. And then no one's going to manage your career except for you. Like your HR leader is not going to manage your career. Your CEO and your VP, they're not going to manage your career for you either. You have to manage it yourself. You have to pray that the Lord gives you favor. I prayed every day the Lord would give me favor with customers, favor with my team, my bosses, every day that he would bless me, and he did, and that he would shine his face upon me, shine his light on me, and, and help me impact other people greater. Like Just do that and um, work hard. Right, Work hard, play hard is my mentality. Work hard, play hard. And that's some of the parting wisdom, but, you know, um, I think that's, that's some of it. So we can talk more. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thank you for taking up your busy weeks, giving up your Friday night. I really appreciate you being here with our, with our family. Uh, can we say thank you uh, for, for being here?